John chapter 15, verse 22. And I'm going to read one verse. John 15 and verse 22. Jesus says, If I had not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Now I'm going to grab five words out of that verse. The first five words. If I had not come. If I had not come. We're watching an attempt in our culture to remove Jesus from every public square, from the classrooms, from every view in America. There is an assault on the Christ of Christmas. And so I got to thinking, well, if the secularists and the humanists and the atheists, the Christ-haters had their way, and Jesus had never come, what would it be like if Jesus had never been born? I don't think the secularists and the humanists and those that have come against Christmas would much like the world we're in and that they had to live in if Jesus had not come. And so let's look at it today. Father, we thank you that Jesus did come. We thank you that Jesus was born over 2,000 years ago. We thank you, Lord God, that Christmas is based on that. And we pray your blessing on this word in Jesus' name. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, thank God he came. Interesting thought, isn't it? If Jesus had never come, if Jesus had never been born. Standing on a snow-covered iron bridge in the Christmas film classic, It's a Wonderful Life, George Bailey cries out in desperation, I want to live, I want to live, and I can't do it as good as he did. But I want to live again. He had just been given a rare gift, a look at life, had he never been born. And you know, it wasn't a pretty sight. And it wouldn't be pretty if you had never been born. Without George, we saw in the movie, Bedford Falls became Pottersville, marked by loud music and gaudy, flesh-peddling neon signs. His quaint upstate New York town had slid from Courier and Ives to Sodom and Gomorrah, all because George Bailey had never been born. He was so thankful to get his life back the life that he saw around him because he had lived. But if that's true of George Bailey, a sinner, a flawed man with faults, shortcomings, if that was true of him and the good that he added to life around him, what if Jesus, the most perfect man, the best man that ever lived, had not lived? What if Jesus Christ had never been born? What difference would it have made if a Bethlehem stable had never served as an emergency delivery room. Now to bring that thought home, I want you to think with me for a little bit today. Imagine with me for a moment what one day in your life, just last week, would have been like if Jesus had never been born. It's not a pleasant thought, but I want us to try today. Think about it. On a personal level, Here's one of my days. I would have rolled out of bed at a phone call that one of my longtime parishioners had passed away. If Jesus had never been born, I would have had no consolation to offer at all to their family that their loved one had gone to heaven because there would have been no heaven 
to go to, no heaven to talk about. I could not have given hope about a mansion in glory because none would have been built because the builder was Jesus. I could not have encouraged family members that the Holy Spirit was there to heal their broken hearts because there would have been no Holy Spirit poured out on mankind because Jesus poured out the Holy Ghost on his church and we're talking about if Jesus had never been born. When I went into my study to grab my Bible in order to prepare a message for the funeral, there would have been no Bible, no devotionals, no written works that would have inspired faith or confidence or comfort to a grieving family because there would have been no faith because faith comes from Jesus Christ and he gives to every man the measure of faith. Take it a little bit further, having never been born again, I would have not had the Holy Spirit within me to comfort my own soul. I would have been an empty man speaking to empty people, a hopeless man speaking to hopeless people because Jesus gives hope. Oh, what a world if Jesus had never been born, but it gets way worse than that. When I left for the funeral home, I would soon have discovered there wasn't a funeral home because the funeral home was called Mount Olivet Funeral Home, taken from the Mount of Olives from which Christ taught. So there would have been no Mount Olivet Funeral Home. Turning instead to go to the family's church home, I would have found that there was no church, for there were no houses of worship anywhere because there was no Savior to worship. Oh, the things that surround us because Jesus was here. An empty man with a meaningless message, I would have had nothing to offer a hopeless family gathered in a secular morgue, but well, from the dust we came to the dust we returned. Getting into my car and pulling onto the highway, so much of the familiar landscape of Fort Worth would have been gone. The reassuring, familiar sight of All Saints Hospital on the Fort Worth horizon, gone. All the landmark church buildings that now greet the eye from any vantage point, gone. Because there are no churches, because there was no Christ. Many of the great department stores, corporations, and businesses founded by Christians on Christian principles would be gone because there would be no Christians. As I did last week, if I had pulled into Walmart, if there were a Walmart, I would have encountered no Santa Claus ringing a bell on behalf of the Salvation Army because there would be no Salvation Army, for there would be no salvation, nor would there be Christmas, for there would have been no Christ. Oh, what a grim world without Jesus having been born. Pulling back out onto the highway, it gets even worse. I would likely have been greeted by the sight of military police patrolling the city as representatives of a godless Marxist or communist nation for America as we know it would not exist. Columbus, who believed he was being led by Christ and directed by the will of God, would not have discovered America. There would have been no Christians to break off from England in search of a place to worship Christ in greater liberty. There would be no declaration of independence founded on the Christian principles of all men being created equal under God who has bequeathed to us the inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for there would have been no founding fathers possessing faith in Christ. Oh, what a world without Jesus. As George Bailey discovered about the significance of his own life, Life would be tragically different, tragically different, tragically skewed 
If Jesus had not been born in the manger over 2,000 years ago, if Jesus had never been born, many of our best hospitals would be gone. For most hospitals are founded on the principles of Christian mercy and compassion. Even today, the number of hospitals called St. Luke's or St. Mary's or St. Mark's testify of their own Christian origin. Or how about all saints? If there had been no Jesus, there'd be no saints. Sainthood comes from Jesus. All of you are saints today because Jesus' blood made you whiter than snow because he has washed you from all your sin. So we don't need to make some famous minister a saint and give him sainthood. Jesus gave every believer on earth sainthood when he covered you by the blood of his sacrifice. Most of the world's greatest universities would also be gone. Did you know that? Almost every one of the first 123 colleges and universities in the United States have Christian roots. The first universities were begun in Europe around the year 1200. Princeton, Oxford, and Harvard were all begun by Christians, and Bible study was the major topic. The abolition of slavery, which was spearheaded by Christians who felt that it was a sin against God to own a human being, would possibly not have taken place or at least would be set back drastically if it had not been for the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who came to give us liberty, who came to give us freedom, not slavery. He came to set us free from slavery to Satan and slavery to anything. The Holy Ghost and fire keep us alive and keep us free. And you ladies, you need to know that the elevation of women, which came more through Christ than any other source, would probably be set back by centuries if Jesus had not been born. Watch this. In the ancient world, women had the equivalent status of a donkey or a cow. They were slaves. Jesus treated women with respect and dignity. He raised the value of womanhood like no one in history. You did not get your greatest compliment and your greatest freedom and your greatest status from feminism. You got it from the Lord Jesus Christ who raised the value of women. In the 19th century, the great preacher Charles Spurgeon told of a Hindu woman who said to a missionary, Surely your Bible was written by a woman. Why, the missionary asked. She replied, because it says so many kind things about women. Our culture never refers to women but in reproach. If Jesus had never been born, most of the great charity organizations like the Salvation Army, the American Red Cross, and Feed the Children, which are based on the Good Samaritan ethic given us by Christ, who said, do unto others as you would have others do unto you. If you don't want it done to you, don't do it to somebody else. The Red Cross, as its symbol clearly represents, was a Christian effort to bring merciful assistance to people wounded in battle, and it has saved millions of lives. But I'm glad to announce to you today, it's a Red Cross, signifying the shed blood of Jesus on that old wooden tree. And when that blood spilled down that tree, he set us free, and he released compassion and mercy onto the world. Oh, think about if Jesus had never been born. If, if Jesus had never been born, we would not want to be here. If Jesus had never been born, the high regard for human life, 
found amongst Bible-believing Christians would not be near as prevalent if Jesus had not been born. It was a dangerous thing in the days of Jesus for a baby to be conceived just as it is today. The most dangerous place in the world today is a mother's womb. In those days, abortion was rampant and abandonment of babies was commonplace. But then Jesus came. And when Jesus came, light came into the world. Truth came into the world. Spiritual strength came into the world. Wisdom came into the world. Knowledge and understanding and goodness. His followers cherished life as sacred, even the life of the unborn. The early church rescued many of these forsaken babies and brought them up in the faith. As a result, abortion, the murder of young infants and abandonment of children virtually disappeared in the early church and we carry their example to this day we have in America a battle going on over the rights of the unborn but the reason there is a battle is because Jesus came and when Jesus comes into your life he changes the way you view life think about a world where Jesus had never been born I don't even like to ponder it If Jesus had never been born, the eternal salvation of countless souls who were transformed from hardened, godless, desperate sinners into joyful, productive, fruit-bearing saints would never have taken place. Think of everyone in this room. Where would you be if Jesus had never been born? We would be lost. We'd be in darkness. We'd be living in sin. We'd be headed for a devil's hell. We would be without God and without hope in this world. But thank God, on Christmas Day, God invaded planet Earth wrapped himself in skin, sent his son to die in our stead. He rose from the dead so that one day we will also be resurrected. Thank God that Jesus was born. If we awoke today to find that Jesus had never been born, we'd all be crying aloud with George Bailey, wouldn't we? I want to live. I want to live again. Give me back the life I knew when Jesus had lived on earth and also lives in my heart. I want my life back. But I've got good news for you today. I didn't come with a sermonette to Christianettes. I came to tell you why we're gathered here in this place. Because praise God, on that first Christmas morning, our Heavenly Father reached down into our pain, wrapped Himself in baby skin, entered planet Earth to bring us salvation. John said, when I looked at Jesus, in Him was life. And the life was so brilliant, it was like a light. And that life was the light, the light, the light of men. On that first Christmas, God sent his only son to be born in a stable, to live only 33 short years, and to be nailed to a cross to save us from ourselves. He had no earthly possessions, but brought love, healing, peace, and hope to a desperate world. For those things, he was ridiculed, mocked, persecuted, scourged, beaten, and killed. But on the third day, on the third day, thank God, I don't care where you are in your walk with God, there's going to be a third day. You may be in a valley, but there's going to be a third day. You may be in the midst of a burning, fiery oven, but there's going to be a third day. Because our God is a God of resurrection. Come on, somebody. It may look bleak, but there's a third day coming. It may seem dark, but there's a third day coming. You may get knocked down, but you're not knocked out. The righteous man falls, but gets up seven times. I'm telling you, a third day is coming. Say, why are you so confident of that, Pastor Jeff? 
because my captain of my salvation on the third day rose triumphant from the grave. That little baby born in Bethlehem has brought joy, real joy, true joy. You don't have to smoke anything to get it, drink anything to get it, shoot anything to get it, snort anything to get it. Joy from the Holy Ghost. Oh, I feel like preaching today. Man. That little baby born in Bethlehem has brought joy to the world. He forever changed, ever, forever, the chorus of humanity by bringing salvation to sin-sick souls. No other single event in all of history has affected the world as this one man called Jesus. Not the bomb, not Alexander the Great, not any other world religious or secular leader has done near close to Jesus Christ's accomplishments. He's in his own stratosphere. He's in his own place. No one can come near him or touch him. 2,000 years or so have come and gone, but He still reigns. He lifts the hearts of the downtrodden. He heals the brokenhearted. He removes the pain of yesterday and brings the joy of tomorrow. He turned the world's values right side up. He told us that those who are weak matter as much as the strong. He told us that even the simple can have understanding. He told us that those who are sad now will rejoice later. He told us the poor in spirit are blessed. Jesus has been the inspiration for the noblest and most joyful lives ever lived. If our greatest need had been information, God would have sent us an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness, so God sent us a Savior. Thank God for Jesus. Is there anything left to say? Oh, there's so much left to say. If I said from now until the end of time, I couldn't say it all concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. He is an endless source of wealth. You can't mine His wisdom to the end. You could read the Bible for a thousand years and barely scratch the surface because the miracle of who Jesus Christ is lives on. He lives in outreaches of love and generosity to the needy and the poor. He lives on in lives that are radically changed for the better. He lives on in the hearts of millions of people once lost but now found. He lives on in the risen and eternal Lord. Jesus was born to offer us life and life more abundantly. He gave his promise that if we believe in him, we will become members of the heavenly father's eternal heavenly kingdom. Thank God for Jesus. One historian wrote of Jesus Christ, this Jesus of Nazareth without money and arms conquered more millions than Alexander, Caesar, Muhammad, and Napoleon put together. Without science, he shed more light on things human and divine than all philosophers and scholars combined. Without the eloquence of schools, he spoke such words of life as were never spoken before or since and produced effects which lie beyond the reach of orator or poet. Without writing a single line, he set more pens in motion and furnished themes for more sermons, orations, discussions, learned volumes, works of art, and songs of praise than the whole army of great men of ancient and modern times. There is no one like Jesus Christ. 
because no one else came to die for your sins and mine. He was God's sacrifice lamb. And what gets me is Mary really did have a little lamb. His fleece was white as snow. And no one else has come to die in your place. No one. Search all the history of Muhammad. You will not find a savior. Search the life of Buddha. You will not find a savior. Plumb all the depths of any philosophy competing against Christianity today. And it's not much exploration required. Because you've got to come straight up against the man. Christ Jesus. What would the world have been like if he'd never been born? Unthinkable. Unthinkable. Totally abysmal. I want to close with a familiar writing that I thought was apropos for today. He was born in an obscure village, the child of a peasant woman. He grew up in another village where he worked in a carpenter shop until he was 30. Then for three years, he was an itinerant preacher. He never wrote a book. He never held an office. He never had a family or owned a home. He didn't go to college. He never visited a big city. He never traveled 200 miles from the place he was born. He did none of the things that usually accompany greatness. He had no credentials but himself. He was only 33 when the tide of public opinion turned against him, his friends ran away. One of them even denied him. He was turned over to his enemies and went through the mockery of a trial. He was nailed to a cross between two thieves. While he was dying, his executioners gambled for his garments, the only property he had on earth. When he was dead, he was laid in a borrowed grave through the pity of a friend. Nineteen centuries have come and gone, and today he's the central figure of the human race. All the armies that ever marched, all the navies that ever sailed, all the parliaments that ever sat, all the kings that ever reigned, put together, have not affected the life of man on this earth as much as that one solitary life. Thank God Jesus was born. Amen. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Jesus, we praise you today as the risen King of kings and Lord of lords. Not an idea, not a philosophy, not just a good teacher, but Lord Messiah, risen from the dead, we praise you. And Lord, though this culture rejects you, we will lift you higher. And we take our stand for the Christ of Christmas and the Christ of the universe. We praise you for it, Lord. And we pray together that America experiences a revival again. Lord, we pray that this nation that is now rejecting you, spurning you, passing laws to shut you out, that this nation will have a revival again.